All right, here we go. We got some details on Todd Haley. But again, we've been throwing allegedly's around like it's our job. And that's because it is our job, Brian. It's allegedly our job. Allegedly our job is to throw around allegedly's so that we don't say anything that would not be true. Legal cover, folks. This one coming from TAE. Breaking. Police say Todd Haley was not injured. They say the scuffle at Tequila Cowboy involved his wife, Christine Haley, but no injuries and no arrests. So wait a second. This is where the allegedly's need to come. <laughs> Could this have been a case, allegedly, of where Todd Haley's wife is in some sort of altercation? Todd doesn't get hurt, and then he gets home and trips over the cat and falls down the stairs. Allegedly. Allegedly. Could could that have been something that went down? Todd gets hurt because all this stuff's going on in one place, and then Todd Haley gets hurt. Just something totally inane. Allegedly, that is my favorite story ever. I that think that's the theory. That I think that's the one you got to run with. I love Todd. I so, do. So we're talking two separate locations, two incidents, and they're just getting wrapped into one, allegedly? I'm hoping that allegedly Todd wasn't even there, and that it was just his wife, and that Todd was at home, and he's... I don't know. It's it's late. He's making himself some sort of turkey sandwich before the diet has to kick in for the new year. A little bit of low-fat mayo, maybe even a pickle. Mm. And he's walking across the kitchen, and the cat's there, and the cat wants some pickle, and he trips over the cat. And busts the hip. Allegedly. 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 Yeah, do not incriminate the cat in here if the cat does not no, have to No, you be don't want the cat to be in trouble because there could, of course, be, uh, there could be some manslaughter-type issues. Now, Todd didn't die. But I don't know the state. I don't know the state of his hip. I don't know how bad the hip injury is. You can see that conversation going on now. It's like, hey, honey, how was your night? Ah, oh, it was pretty good. These jackasses at the bar. How about you? <laughs> Broke my hip on the cat, allegedly. Some yinzer was verbally assaulting me. I had a really bad night. Oh, you did. I had to fight for your honor, Todd. <laughs> Maybe that's where we go with this. Maybe that's the next one. She was dropping dudes in a bar, protecting the honor of her husband. <laughs> Yo, are you Todd Haley's wife? Uh, yes, I am. I am Todd Haley's wife. Yeah, that guy stinks. Does that guy have any trouble punching it in in the uh, in the old bedroom? Because he never gets it across the goal line. <laughs> so she allegedly. just so she, allegedly. So he just he just yells back. She yells back at the guy, and then the cops come because they're yelling. Where she goes full Terminator face, like stares at him dead in the eye, grabs him by the throat, lifts him up two feet, walks him across the bar, starts punching his friends, allegedly. Let me say this. I don't think for one second this is something that should affect his job status with the Steelers. No, this is great. At all. This is great. This is nothing. This is awesome. I felt the same way about Joey Porter, and I don't think Joey Porter's as good at his job as I think Todd Haley is at his. I, I think Todd Haley has bought himself enough in terms of respect with the organization that he can get away with something like this, as long as it's not repeat uh, offenses, although allegedly, because we don't know what's going on. I love using the word allegedly both appropriately and allegedly. And uh, yeah, it's, You know, the funny thing is here, too, with you know right away, right away, if it has not happened already, I haven't seen it. But I'm sure it has. Got to be video. You're going to have people taking this incident and turning it into his job. This is, see, told you he's no good. Doesn't know what he's doing. Because he hurt his hip at a bar. Well, yeah. And, and another thing, and a bunch of other things, too. 
I don't like the take, and we'll get into this big time tomorrow because I'm assuming more details will come out, or maybe they won't, but we're going to get into this tomorrow. But I don't like when people say he should know better than that. He shouldn't be out. First of all, we don't know what happened. We don't know what caused this incident, right? So let's just say he's out having a good time with his wife and an altercation happens. That happens to a lot of people who aren't public figures every single day. Look at the police blotter. They're there. It happens all the time. Todd Haley can go out and have a drink. He's allowed to do that. Hell, the Miami Dolphins freaking offensive coordinator, offensive line coach, pardon me, don't want to screw that up. That's where that's that's where we're going to show ourselves. <laughs> yeah. That's where we're going to be careful. You've got this guy for the Dolphins snorting blow. That's probably where he allegedly needs to go. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. He's snorting a white powdery substance off of a table. That guy gets fired. He should. You can't do that. But you can go out and have a drink. You can go out and have fun. He didn't assault a police officer. He didn't punch anyone in the face, allegedly, as far as we know. I don't think you need to say Todd Haley's a bad guy. And a lot of people will do what they did in the situation where you had, what the hell's his name? The guy who, who who was the former defensive coordinator for Ohio State, the current, actually, uh, defensive coordinator for Ohio State, who went to the National Football League. He coached for Tampa Bay, the former Rutgers coach. Greg Schiano. Okay. Greg Schiano got hired by Tennessee. People didn't like what he did football-wise, so they cooked up the whole Penn State scandal and brought it back to him. I could see the exact same thing happen here with Todd. Well, we don't know we're watching because we play Madden all the time, and we think Todd Haley stinks at calling a play. So, you know, I'm going to say he's a bad dude for going to that bar. That's exactly what's going to happen. That's exactly. That's what you were getting at. And you know what the next step is? Tomlin's a horrible coach for letting that happen. Right, exactly. Because goes right there. What's he supposed to do? Is he, is he supposed to put a, a collar on him? Yeah, like GPS track Todd Haley. That's what people said about Joey Porter. Well, Tomlin didn't know where he was. <laughs> I mean, Brian, when I leave here, do you know where I am? No, I do not. Well, you could probably guess. I'm at home. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm at home with my wife. Fair guess. Ah, yeah. That's where I am. Joey's a little more elusive than you. Yeah, Joe, we never have any idea. Joe drove to Cleveland for a playoff game between the Indians and the Yankees. Didn't even tell us where he's going. But all those takes are the manifestation of one guy's mistake. One guy makes a mistake. And if it even is a mistake, I don't know if it's a mistake. I don't think that it is from the information that I've gathered. One guy goes out at a bar, and all of a sudden we're supposed to say, Mike Tomlin doesn't know what he's doing. Mike Tomlin's not watching his players, watching his coaches. Give me a freaking break. He's well, a cheerleader. He's no control. Right. Yep. It goes that way every what time. What do you think Colin Coward's going to lead the show with tomorrow? Nah. Just that. Yeah. Mike Tomlin's team again in the playoffs. I'll tell you what it is. He's lost control of his coaching staff. That's exactly where Coward goes with it. Are- Has Mike Tomlin lost control of his staff? Because Joey Porter was on the field, and then Joey Porter was at the flats, and then Todd Haley's out doing this thing. It's exactly where they're going to go. And, man, it's just low-hanging fruit going into Wild Card Weekend before all the big boys come to town, right? Before all the big teams are out there, before you get to talk about New England and the Pittsburghs of the world, before you get to talk about Minnesota, how good of a season they had, you got to find something to get you through all these teams that are playing on Wild Card Weekend that aren't as good as the big boys, and that's exactly where he will wind up landing, as if 
Randy Moss didn't yell at a caterer whenever they came in, whenever he was a New England Patriot. Or, oh, I don't know, was Belichick supposed to know that Hernandez was out there killing people? Allegedly? Well, we know he killed the one. Legally. The others still... He was... Not yeah, we can that, we can sans allegedly there. <laughs> you can you yeah, can sans the allegedly. I'm thing. just allegedly happy at this point. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. I thought the Rose Bowl game yesterday was beautiful. I'm a Big Twelve guy, so I like the ball all over the yard. I like points. I think it makes for exciting football. And I saw on CBS today they ranked each of the bowl games to this point for the level of excitement. And the top 10 games are all those high-scoring shootout affairs. People like to see that, especially in college. That's what people want to see. You're not going to get that with Bama and Georgia, I don't think. But what we saw yesterday was everything that college football has to offer. All the reasons why I love the game. You had two teams from totally different regions. They play totally different styles of football. In the greatest setting that we have in college sports. Maybe in sports in general. And it's everything I love. And you've got the greatest player in the game. The guy who just won the Heisman in Baker Mayfield. You've got great players on the other side from Jake from State From. Who comes in and is a freshman. And he's slanging the ball all over the place. Playing good ball. And after the game, all I read on Twitter is, Oh, Lincoln Riley really screwed this up. Boy, he he coached with his tail between his legs. This guy didn't do what he needed to do to win the football game. This guy's a young coach. He is the youngest coach in FBS. And if they had won the game, guess what people would have been saying? Wow, this young coach, how did he do it? His first year on the job as a head coach. And all of a sudden, Oklahoma, they go to the natty. Didn't do that with Stoops for a decade and a half. But instead, because one Dude's hand hits a football. One dude blocks the field goal, which is really freaking unlucky for Oklahoma. We're going to hear, he blew it. He's too young. He doesn't know what he's doing. And I hate the ageism thing. I hate that. I hate to be told that I'm 27, so I can't host a radio show. Although that guy did say 25, who called up in the last thing. Maybe at 27, I'm allowed to have a radio show. But I hate that. If you have success, and our ratings are up 300%, so we are having success. If you have success, people say, wow, you're a wonderkind. Look what you're doing. You're changing the way things are done. You're making radio fun. If the ratings stay the same, they say, wow. That's exactly what we expected because he's young. He doesn't know what he's doing. He didn't know how to do a radio show. And it's the same thing in college football. It's the same thing in sports. Freshman comes in, oh my God, he's throwing touchdown passes, he's great. If Jake from State From, Jake From, that freshman quarterback, if he doesn't play well against Alabama, all we're going to hear is, oh, the freshman couldn't cut it against Nick Saban. Meanwhile, he just cut it against every team that they played all season long. And he outdueled the Heisman winner. One bad game, one bad moment does not mean you can't do something. And just because you're 35, which I believe is how old Lincoln Riley is, doesn't mean that you don't know how to coach a football team. Khakis. Jake from State from. Beyond the ageism thing, I hate our sports culture where you watch something that mesmerizing and that fantabulous. And then you have to find somebody to blame. 
Can't we just give somebody credit? Can't we just say Georgia, wow, you played a damn good game? You fell behind 14 points and you found a way to dig it out? It was luck. They blocked it. Stick his meaty clacker up in the air. Bam, it gets blocked. That's what happened. One field goal didn't get blocked. One field goal did get blocked. Hello. Then you lose the game. That's not coaching. If the guy kicks it four inches to the left, maybe it grazes his pinky and it goes in. I mean, to criticize Lincoln Riley to me is ageist. But beyond that, it just shows how reactionary we are and how we're always looking for that hot take and we're always looking for someone to blame. And I hate that. John tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. Which is the bigger story? Haley's issue at a bar or Tomlin and Porter smoking cigars at a high school football game? I got news for you, John. I don't think either of them matter at all. This is a big year for the people like me who say that the -the off-the-field distractions are overblown. This is a big year for me. A lot of W's in the Crowley column this year. Because if you think distractions are that big of a deal, John... Why are they 13-3? and three? I think Tom has done a great job mitigating the distraction. But come on, John. What happens at a high school field with Joey Porter and, Todd, and Mike Tomlin doesn't matter. I don't think Todd Haley's calling different plays because his hip is throbbing. You know what John's trying to do there? Mm-hmm. He's trying to draw that invisible line to Tomlin's not a good coach. That's exactly what he's doing. That line's going right there, and, and he knows it's dumb. So he tried to do. He didn't it, want to say it. Tried to go backdoor on you. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to come right out and say it. But guarantee you, in his mind, that's exactly Tom. Tom lost control of the team. Lost control of the staff. Mm-hmm. He just can't coach. He can't coach. Shame on you, John. You know shame what, John? What is wrong with you, man? John's a loyal listener. Yeah, but shame on you. He's a P one. Shame on him. For you know that. what? You can shove that one right up your P, that's John. A sissy tape yeah. right there. I guarantee you tomorrow, because Madden show's over, I guarantee you that's what he's saying on his show. Then I guarantee you one of the dudes on the fan will have the same take. It's probably going to be Filipponi because he always does that. They're going to say Tomlin's not a good coach because he doesn't have a handle. And I guarantee well to you that Colin Coward's going to be saying it. Oh, yeah, he's already got at For least eight pages. sure. There's a lot more I wanted to get to on the college football side of things. We'll have time throughout the week to do that, but obviously not today when Todd Haley stuff's going down. It was a fabulous weekend of football, though, apart from the drama. Matt Williamson will join me next to discuss. You're listening to The Crowley Show. Khakis. As my friend Brian just said, the Steelers could suck. Coach could have been fired. They could be 5 and 11. They could be 0 and 16. They could have just rehired Marvin Lewis, but no. You know what we got, baby? You know what we got, Daddy? We got a 13 and 3 squad, and they can't stay out of the news for all the right and wrong reasons, and it is glorious. There's a GIF on the internet. Blitzberg tweeted out of a drunken Santa falling and smacking his head off of a car. It said, Todd Haley on New Year's Eve. Oh, my God. (laughs) It is the easiest job I've ever had talking about this year's Steelers team. 
on the field, they're great. There's a lot to break down. And off the field, they're a freaking circus. Joining me now, my man, Matt Williamson, from the Steelers Radio Network, Steelers Nation Radio, and the Locked On NFL Podcast. Matt, let's let's leave all this nonsense out. Let's just talk football for the next few minutes or so. First off, though, how was your holiday? Everything good? Good to see you in person. Yeah. I look good, right? That's it. Put the lid. See, we're trying to make this year the year of excellence, okay? We're young and we're hip, so we wear... We wear hats even inside. Right. I kind of look like an elf, though, don't I? I don't know. I just never understood the whole hats inside thing. Well, if I'm outside. Well, I get that part. And it keeps me warm. And then I come inside. I never wind up taking it off because then I feel colder then. Okay. I usually keep the jacket on. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you? Yes. You're wearing a jacket right now. Just because I'm only here temporarily. And oh, I'm going okay. I'm going to slacker. And okay. Take it off there and relax. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. You're going you're to take the jacket off then. I'm here temporarily. Matt Williamson with us here on the Crowley Show. What was the most shocking thing that happened to you this weekend? Not you per se, but happened for you uh, it has around to be the, the Bengals ending. That was awesome. Yeah, that was fun. And I, I think I commend the NFL actually for putting all those games at four o'clock. That made it fun. You know that there was everyone's going back and forth. The Bills might get in. No way the Bills are getting in. You know the Ravens are going to. Oh, the Bengals are definitely going to fold. They're chokers. This is over. And then. You know, the Ravens choke, and you know, even Seattle. And I thought that was a fun end to the regular season overall. It was, and they got crushed on, on some national media outlets going into the week. The NFL did, yeah, right, uh, about how they canceled the game. And it, it seems like you're kind of putting up the white flag. I thought the contrary, even going in, I thought this is the only choice you have because none of the games standing alone mean anything. But if you start, if you start putting them all at the same time, I, I think it's a genius move. Yeah, I thought it was really smart. Yeah. You know? I mean, I guess it would have been fun if there was a game that, you know, these two teams are battling. If you win, if you're in, and you lose, if you're out. Right. But that Sunday night, something like that, would have made some sense. But the way they did it made all the games worth paying attention to, you know, and, and for the teams that are playing, too, like, you know, Steelers, Patriots. There's great audio and video of the Bills in the locker room celebrating after that pass was completed. And I know in my living room, I about peed down my pants. I mean, it was so exciting and so improbable. The way the Ravens had been getting pressure on the Bengals and then for the Bengals to be able to complete that that pass and then for Boyd, the Pittsburgh guy, to be able to put the (laughs) death nail in the coffin for the Baltimore Ravens, that was spectacular. And, man, I think Baltimore deserves to get a lot of heat for this, Matt. Uh, you can't come out. You've got to win that game. You've got to win that game. Yeah. You can't come out and be down multiple scores against that team at home. The fans didn't show up. They didn't show up. And then once they finally came back and took the lead, it's almost like they went, <sighs> okay. Yeah, we got it now. And but they didn't. Not at all. You know, They had Flacco throw in like 47 times. I mean, that's never a good recipe. Um yeah, you're right. I mean, I'm not saying fire Harbaugh because there has been some of that talk the last year or so. I still think he's one of the best coaches in the league, but I do think his seat's starting to heat up a little bit. You've got to win that game, though. I mean, there's no way around it. In the end, as are the teams that got in in the AFC, the five and six seeds, you know, Baltimore's not really a playoff team. They're a mediocre team that is super reliant on unbelievable special teams and causing turnovers, and it's hard to win. Who should the Steelers want to play? Who is their best chance to lose? And same question for New England. Who should they want to play, and who has the best chance of knocking them off? 
Kansas City definitely has the best chance of knocking them off. Just because they have. They're playing better now. They're playing kind of at the level and that they were in week one and where they did go up there and win. I think if you're the Patriots, clearly you do not want to play the Chiefs. Anyone else, you know, Jacksonville can't play them, but I would have said Jacksonville in that conversation sure. just because Brady will get hit. Buffalo and Tennessee, if they get out of the first round, they're going to get destroyed. They're going to get smoked. Destroyed, yeah. I think the Steelers would love to get Tennessee again. I know that can't oh, happen, yeah. but they would love for that to happen. Oh, no, that could happen because Buffalo is the sixth seed. If so Buffalo they, and Tennessee win. Oh, my God. Oh, no, no. If Buffalo yeah. and Tennessee win, then they could get Tennessee. Those things That's aren't happening. Happen. Do, you, <laughs> right. do you do you see it then? Is it is it simple for you? Is it going to be Kansas City playing New England and the Steelers hosting Jacksonville? Yeah. If Tennessee were going to Jacksonville, I think maybe they could upset them because they beat them twice this year. They're familiar with them. They're playing a little better than they were earlier in the year. And Jacksonville's struggling. Bortles thrown five picks in the last two games. The offense isn't going anywhere. I just don't think Buffalo can keep up with them. You know, that, that that's just too easy of a matchup for Jacksonville. We'll talk about these matchups in more depth coming up on Friday, Matt. When looking at New England. Yeah. When are we allowed to be a little bit concerned about the play of Tom Brady? Yeah, I've said it a few times lately that this past month, five games or so, you know, a lot of it's centered around the MVP conversation. Should it be Gurley or Brady? I'm like, well, he's not playing like he did. And I thought he was, I mean, the, the weather was really bad in this game. And clearly he leaned on Deion Lewis and Cooks to a degree. But Cooks could have had like 160 yards in this game. You know, like he right. was missing him and he was open. Gronk did nothing. I thought Brady played bad. I mean, and Jets defense has given him trouble in the past. And they've done some things where you'll see like six and seven defensive backs on the field. Um, but he was missing throws. And he hasn't made big-time throws hardly at all the last month or so. He hasn't. Six touchdowns, five interceptions in December. Quarterback rating of 81.6. If you add in what he did against the Jets, he had a quarterback rating of 82 in that game, and his completion percentage was 48.6. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you're playing. I don't care what you're playing for. Right. If you're Tom Brady. And it wasn't like they were throwing bombs left and right, and he no. was missing on deep balls. I mean, there's been a lot of throws of late where you just go, man, did he just miss that one that badly? And they're like, who is this guy? He's still obviously very dangerous, <laughs> yes. don't get me wrong, and a week off might be really all he needs. But at his age and, you know, the the hits he's taken this year, which is more than ever, um, I think it's fair to say maybe he ain't quite what he used to be. Yeah, and let me put it maybe. to you this way. I'm picking New England to win the AFC. Yeah. Because I'm going to, because I, I haven't seen the Steelers knock him off in my life, really. So I'm not going to pick the Steelers to do that. If they did, I wouldn't be shocked. But I'm not going to pick it. Matt, I think that they're vulnerable. And I got tricked into that last year. But I really do think I'm they're vulnerable this year. Yeah. Their defense isn't great. Tom Brady's not playing great. They have they looked human against Buffalo for a while. Right. They, the Steelers, I thought, were the better team in that game when they played. I think Pittsburgh's better than New England right now. But that doesn't matter. No. You know, it matters when they play. Can they win? Yes, they can. And maybe I will pick them to win after I watch these two for a week. Um, but betting against Brady and Belichick is bad business. It is bad business. <laughs> yeah. It's like betting against Nick Saban in Alabama. Yeah, how about him? Last night I thought, Clemson's going to win. They got the better team. They've been better all season long. What was I thinking? <laughs> Hello, money. See ya right down the toilet. Matt Williamson joining me here on the Crowley Show. Uh, Matt, 
turning our attention now back to the Steelers. Landry Jones, I think, is a good backup. Yes. I thought that was one of the best things to take away from that game was he looked like he belonged, he looked comfortable, distributed the ball well. And Mark asked me actually about an hour ago, he's like, let's say Ben retires and they draft someone. Maybe Landry's the opening day starter for a month or holds on the fort for a little while. And a year ago I'd have said, no, ew. And that's being too hard on him as Steeler Nation is, and I'm part of that. But I came away going from that game that if he starts some games for you at this stage of his career, that's not so bad. And there's a lot worse out there. If he started every game next year. And Bell's back. And Bell's back and Brown's Brown and... And oh, by the way, Juju's Juju's really freaking good. We're (laughs) going to get to him in a second. I think they could win nine games. I might even take the over, especially if... Your first round pick is a safety, or right. line, you know you're a little better on defense. You fix some of those issues. Um, you really only lose, say Hubbard. You know you're throwing to Juju and Brown and McDonald and Bell and Bryant. I mean, it would be a different formula, but in a way, Ben hasn't been asked to make as many crazy throws mm-hmm. and put the team on his offense, you know, on his shoulders either. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I would pick them right this second in that scenario to win the North. I think so, too. That's not saying a lot. It's but, not. Right. And I don't want to talk about this yeah, it's in, not really in, topic, in but. depth because the Steelers are obviously going to the playoffs, and they've got a legit chance to win the Super Bowl here. But, but I do think it's worth saying Landry Jones is an asset to this team, not even for Week 17s, but maybe for the next couple of years if sevens on around. Certainly not the luxury pick that everyone called it at the time. Right. You you can and it also kind of makes you wonder why did you take Dobbs? It's a good point. You know, maybe maybe you count lightning in a bottle and he's Dak Prescott or whatever. Or you hope that maybe Landry prices himself out or something mm-hmm. and Dobbs is the next Landry. Right, right, right. I mean, it's never a bad idea to add a quarterback no. that has some talent, but you know, I mean, he's really the odd guy out though. If the Steelers win the Super Bowl, why? I think the offense might be the best in the league. Yeah. I mean, the defense scares me more than Sunday indicated. I mean, just because they stopped the run against the Browns, I'm not sold that they can stop the they run. They gave up four 30-plus-yard plays. They keep letting up big plays left and right. That's not stopping. I don't think that's stopping. I mean, that's who they are. And I like their corners, but Mitchell, to me, I mean, doesn't do anything. And they need to address that position. They need a rangy, free-safety, take-away-big-play guy, you know, that covers a ton of ground. And not even big-play-related, no matter who they play, are going to attack those inside linebackers. Oh my God! Without mercy, especially Brady. You have to, right? Yeah. That that that's the way you go about that. Uh, Matt, you bring up a good name, Mike Mitchell, because they're giving up a lot of these big plays. And I know that in this last game, you had Joe Hayden pointing at, at, a couple of times. Uh, Joe Hayden, as the play is going on, he's pointing. Okay, that he's. I know what he's doing here. You better be over the top. But Mike Mitchell, I've defended. I think he's better than a lot of yinders think he is. Well, I, I thought that coming into these last maybe eight or nine games. He yeah. has not played well, I don't think. No, I don't either. I mean, I thought he played particularly poorly against the Browns. Yes. But that should be a big play position, a take-the-ball-away position. He gives you nothing there. And he's giving you nothing yeah. there. I mean, occasionally a big hit, that's fine. But get the ball in his hands. or And I don't expect him to be Earl Thomas or Ed Reed. I mean, a true single high safety that covers a ton of ground. But... I expect closer to that than what you're getting from the position. And 
you know, the lack of athleticism and Shazier at the second level doesn't help either. And, you know, there's kind of that triangle, that inside linebacker free safety triangle right now that can be exposed, yeah. especially by a Gronk or, you know. Juju Smith-Schuster is really good. Really good. Like, really, really good. Yeah, like, Mark just asked me, can he be a number one? And I didn't think ever until the last couple of weeks where I'm thinking maybe as the youngest player in the league, as he keeps getting better, the big plays keep coming, that he could be, that they may have two number ones next year. You know, and he's only going to get better. Are Brown and Smith-Schuster going to be the best pair of receivers in the league next year? Well, I think maybe. I think Brown takes a lot of that conversation to him. Sure. So I, I, he, with his production plus whatever Juju brings, the production value should be better than what anybody has in the league, I would think. Yes. Or, or at least right there. I mean, is that better than Thielen and Diggs or, you know, Julio and his sidekick or Odell or Shepard? I mean, Juju's got a lot more potential, I think, than a Sanu or somebody like that. I remember Andrew Filipponi from that station across the street. We like to dig at him a lot. He was bitching and moaning when the Steelers didn't draft a tight end yeah. in the draft. And that was a common thought at the time. Why are they taking Juju Smith-Schuster? They had Martavis coming yet. back. They hadn't right. traded for McDonald yet. Man, you need a playmaker. And when they brought in Ladarius Green, I didn't think they brought him in to be a quote-unquote tight end. They brought him in to make plays, mm-hmm. it just albeit at the tight end position. Like when people tell me all the I time. they've been looking for a field stretcher there. At the tight end position? Yes. They have, but taking Juju, I said at the time, was the right move, and it's he's proved to be better than I thought he would be, but imagine where they'd be without him. Right. Here's my take on the pick, and I'm with you. I thought going into the draft there was a high percentage chance they would draft a tight end in the top four rounds or so. It was a deep tight end draft. But I remember while we were broadcasting the draft, never was there a pick where I said, Boy, the best player on the board is a tight end. It just didn't work out no. that way. You know, maybe if Najoku would have been there, or every round there seemed to be a guy where you know where I just didn't think. And people that's said the Jake Butt, right? right? Oh, Jake Butt. He's oh, right, Jake Butt. Yeah, whatever. He'd be fine for next year, you know. But I mean, he's not better than McDonald, probably. No, you know, whatever. But even like Shaheen, I liked. Or you know, there was a bunch of them that I liked, but not for where the Steelers picked. I thought that was the best guy on the board. And when they took Juju. I didn't think receiver was a need. I thought they'd go secondary there. But I very much believe, and people in the know have told me, they just had a really high grade on him. You know, they basically had a first-round grade on this player, couldn't believe he was there. It's hard to argue with that, you know, especially the way they evaluate wide receivers. That's the best, you know, everyone else on the board's here, and he's up here on your list. It's like, how do you not take him? Matt Williamson joining me here on the Crowley Show. Last thing, and I got to do it. James Harrison, two sacks. Yep. Thoughts. Second one was just kind of a hustle sack. Uh-huh! And wasn't a like, participation <laughs> sack. You know, coverage sack, whatever, cleanup sack. Um, but I do think it's noteworthy that not only did he have two sacks to finish the game, but he played about 50% of the snaps. You know, it wasn't like he just went out there for that last series and happened to get lucky type of deal. Like, I think they look at him as a player that's they're counting on, you know, and part of it's by necessity. Their front seven's really bad. Um, but I do think, and this doesn't shock me, I didn't change my opinion on him, I think he can win against NFL tackles rushing the passer. And it's a little bit of a shortage of that here right now. But that doesn't mean he should have kept him around. I mean, you don't keep troubled people around. Or I think when you've had, and I'm going to get into this coming up in about five minutes here, I think when you've got 56 sacks like the Steelers do, mm-hmm. when, when you've set a team record. First in the league. 
first in the league, yeah. and the guy doesn't fit your system anymore because he's not going to be able to drop back into coverage, and you like what you've seen in Watt, and you hope that Bud Dupree continues to grow. You don't want to take snaps away from them. When you're winning, you let those guys flourish. I don't think that there's a problem with having let him go. or even Except if you, he knew he was probably going to end up in New England. Well, okay, so yeah. if you don't want to go that far, then I don't, I'm with you. I don't think that there's a problem with him never having really seen the field here. Like I understand why the Steelers didn't want to play him that much. And he doesn't help at all on special teams, like you said. Right. I mean, the, the other way of thinking about the other thing that could have happened was you could have just said, we're not releasing you. You're always going to be inactive. You're not welcome at the facility anymore. Go away and cut Daniel McCullers or somebody just so somebody else doesn't grab Harrison the rest of the year and still disciplined them or got, got rid of the problem that way. But, I mean, when the move happened, it was kind of like, well, I mean, he, he, isn't, he hasn't been helpful all year. He's looked kind of slow. Could he have good snaps in him? Absolutely. Thanks for the time, man. All right, brother. Matt Williamson, Steelers Radio Network, Steelers Nation Radio, and the Locked On NFL Podcast. When we come back, how's this for a 2018 show? Here are the stories that I was sick of from 2017, locally and nationally, and we have obtained audio of what went down in the bar between Todd Haley and some Yinder. It's the Crowley Show. Breaking news. We've got the audio from Tequila Cowboy of the Todd Haley altercation. For your listening pleasure, breaking news on the Crowley Show. Yo, I ain't paying for that beer for you. Oh hey, how you doing? No, you, I don't. You Are don't you Todd Haley? Yeah, nice. You're nice Todd. To, you're Todd Haley, offensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah. Nice to meet you. Why don't you run the ball when you should throw it? And why you throw the ball when you should run it? Uh, thanks for the beer. Oh, sir, you know it's it's a week weekend. You gonna you know. finish your beer? I bet you not, because you can't even finish drives. Well, That's just, why I your just, teams are so bad in the red zone. I just got my beer, sir. And, uh, sir, I'd appreciate it. I'm just That's not to, even an Iron City. You're not even a real Pittsburgh. I'm just trying to have a nice night out in Pittsburgh here, you know, have a beer and enjoy it. You know, I appreciate you following the team. But Why uh, didn't Landry Jones beat the Browns by more? You know they're 0-16. You know that. So at this point, I'm doing a Todd Haley turning his shoulder kind of to the guy. Like, nothing I've said so far has worked, so I'm just going to kind of put a shoulder towards him and turn my beer the other way. You know what I just heard, Todd? I heard Bruce Arians is uh, retiring. He ain't going to be a coach anymore Them Arizona Cardinals. Bartender just rolled his eyes. <laughs> I made eye contact with him. Todd, I know you ain't been around for a long time, but the reason you got your job is because Haley's gone. They said he retired. Sir, look, it's my day off. I'm just trying to have a beer here. Well, I'll give you a beer. Yeah, no, sir, sir, please stop. Sir, ow, 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 oh my, ow, ow, ow. <laughs> yeah, how you like that? Yeah, how about that? Uh, sorry, officer. He attacked me. That's how it went down. It's official audio from the police department. Mr. Anderson next up on the Crowley Show. What's up, man? 
<laughs> How's it going? Good day. <laughs> I, I believe that. Tom Haley. <laughs> That's good. Y'all crazy. Hey, Landry Jones sucks, man. I, I don't know. I was at the game. I don't know what game y'all were watching. That dude sucks. Oh, that, come on, Mr. That was, Anderson. That was a terrible pickup from so many years ago. He sucks. If, if we have him going forward, man, no. Mr. No, Anderson, I, do you? I don't know. Y'all must be related to him or something. But he <laughs> He's my brother. My brother Landry. Uh, Mr. Yeah. Anderson, yeah. Do you did you think Charlie Batch was a good backup? Um, yeah. Well, you know what? Landry's got a lot better numbers than Charlie Batch. It can't be the numbers, man. We can't go just by numbers. That dude uh, is what, terrible. What? 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 what, what <laughs> are you going terrible. on? He's got a winning record with the Steelers. He's got pretty good numbers. He's a backup. He's a better backup. He's a better backup than there is in the league, I think, except for maybe a handful. I, I don't know. I'll hold on to that one. Mr. But, Anderson, there hey, are, I don't even know if there's 15 good starters in the league. Oh, hey, I'm looking for Alex Smith next year. If if um, Roethlisberger retires, I'm looking for Alex Smith to carry us into the next guy, even though I don't know if the guy from Tennessee, the rookie from this year, he may pan out. But Landry Jones going forward, no. But if I could, if I could talk about um, the move, what they did with Harrison was terrible. Now, they should have not signed him in the beginning. The guy is a starter. He wants to be a starter. You knew that going in. They did the wrong thing by trying to keep him as an insurance policy and by lying to him. So everybody See, I don't, it was a lie, I, I don't think it was a lie, Mr. Anderson. I don't think it was a lie. I think it was, hey, we might play this guy 25% of the time if T.J. Watt can't cut the mustard. And then, fortunately for the Steelers, T.J. Watt was great. He has had more sacks this season than James Harrison has since 2011. Right, but I'm saying for, for them to say that if you think they came out and said, okay, you're going to be an insurance policy, do you think he would have signed here? They lied to him. Dude, he signed here two years ago. It's not that they re-signed him this offseason. I appreciate the call. They didn't just re-sign him this offseason. Uh, two years ago, he came in. And circumstances change all the time in two years. My wife might not love me in two years. In fact, I think it's more likely than not she leaves me. Bob, next up in Monroeville. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Delightful. Uh, the last guy said something about uh, Harrison. That's why I called. I, I As soon as I heard about this, okay, it, it has a lot of similarities. Uh, am I still on? Yeah, you were talking, okay. though. Uh, it was a lot of similarities between the, uh, Harrison and Blunt, okay? And uh, the, the way I see this, uh, yeah, they had uh, problems between uh, Harrison and the team, and, you know, he wanted to play, and they wanted to keep him as insurance policy. But that was everything in the house, okay, until New England came to this town. And right after that, Harrison came up with that thought. Uh, oh, well, I was, oh. I said, give me a break. Let me finish, okay? What? No, screw you, Bob. I was I was laughing along with you, you jackass. Now you're gone. What the hell? First, Bob, Bob has a problem with comprehension here because first, Bob's talking and he goes, "Hello, am I still am I still on?" You're talking. You don't want me to interrupt you. Did he need me to go? Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. So he knew that knew I was on. So I thought he might have known. I thought he might have needed that re- reformation, right? So then I did that. Uh huh. I see. I was about to go. Oh, I see where you're going. Would you let me finish? Just get the hell out, Bob. Thanks for the call, Bob. That's from Brian. Brian's thanking you. I'm not thanking you. 
I hate that. You let me finish. I was going to let you finish. But then whenever you demand that I let you finish, I, it's not happening. Anytime my wife's like, I would like to finish, I say no. That's the way it works. Here are some stories I was sick of in 2017 that I hope are dead. Dead! Dead, Jerry! I'm tired of hearing that Jim Harbaugh's a great head coach. He's never won a championship at any level. And he was 8-5 and five this year. 8-5 and five at Michigan's nothing. I kind of think Michigan's turned into the new Nebraska, where it's this school in the north, it's always cold. Sure, rich tradition, rich history, just like Nebraska, but guess what? He's gone. They suck. They're done. Why? Because who wants to go there? Let's go to a nice warm southern school. Or you go somewhere cool, like Oregon, where they dress you up in all kinds of different things. Some people are into that. Tired of LeVar Ball. I'm done with him. So I'm just going to end that one right there. We're going to get into this a little bit more tomorrow, too. So tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Anything you're done with from 2017? Anything you want to say goodbye, good night. Put the kibosh on. Give me a call. 412-922-2874. Tweet me for tomorrow at underscore Adam Crowley. I'm tired of people saying, Tiger Woods is back. Every time Tiger comes back and plays in a golf outing, all of a sudden he's supposed to be back. Uh, Newsflash, his back sucks, so he's not back. Looked like you had something you wanted to add there. To I was going to say Tiger's like Haley Woods or Haley uh, Haley's comment, but quicker. It just keeps coming back around every time without fail. Dude's done, people. He's done. It's over. Goodbye. That thing ended with a nine iron to the back of the head. Hadn't been the same since. I'm a little tired of the anthem controversy and the narrative that came from the anthem controversy. There's no doubt in my mind that some people are disgusted and some people are going to say, I'm not watching. I've heard those callers to my show. Those people are annoying. 37 of the top 50 rated TV shows this year on cable were NFL games, including the top five that weren't the inauguration. Okay, the inauguration was great. Uh, very highly rated program. Eh, very good. Hey, hey, it's great. Inauguration. But you know what? The NFL still the king. Ratings are down almost everywhere in TV. Why? Because people can stream stuff now. The NFL is still the king the way that they used to be. The ratings just aren't the same. Because the ratings aren't the same everywhere. And that's the thing. People give ESPN a problem with that, too. Oh, look at the ratings down. It's, you know, and everybody has their kind of own little agenda. They do. You know, and oh, it's because of the politics they do in there. Oh, it's because of the, they're doing the wrong kind of politics. But the fact is, is, you know, it's down less than things everywhere else. Right. You know, as a whole, like you said, everything's down. It, it, people consume their media differently. People aren't doing cable as much anymore. No, they're not. And and whenever ESPN subscribers, quote-unquote, aren't there, it's because people aren't subscribing to cable the way that they used to be anymore. Yeah, and here's a great way to, to put it into perspective. I don't know about you people out there, but if you have Comcast, you can't just drop ESPN. Like, you can't say, hey, I just don't want this channel. That's you how they get you. have to drop everything. you got to drop everything. And, I mean, right there should be enough... Uh, logic to show you that that argument could never be real you know here's some local things that i heard in 2017 some narratives that i want to die or things being said that i want to never hear again but a little late for some of that today tired of hearing the tomlin's team is undisciplined (laughs) they're 13 and 3 
They they might be undisciplined, but they're not bizarrely undisciplined. Well, well, if he stopped starting fights in bars with his coaches nah, and their what wives. What a bad guy. Bad guy. <laughs> I'm tired of hearing that Antonio Brown's antics affect the Steelers negatively. Bro, he's the best wide receiver I've ever seen. Ever. Ever. That was a little Jerry Seinfeld for you right there. He's the best wide receiver I've ever seen. Now, maybe a little prisoner of the moment there, but I'm not so worried about the antics. Here's what I'm tired of hearing. I'm tired of hearing the Pirates talk about financial flexibility and then them put the money in their own pockets. I'm tired of that nonsense. I'm tired of all of it. But you know what I'm not tired of? This drama, this circling whirlwind that is the Pittsburgh Steelers and the nonsense that we have to deal with day in and day out, week in and week out. I love my job, and I love it, at least in small part, because of Todd Haley's wife. Yeah, that's right. We'll talk about her tomorrow on The Crowley Show. Oh, take her easy there, Pilgrim.